My name is Cal C, and South Sharif presents the seventh installment of My Story. My Story is a podcast series which focuses on individuals who take us behind the curtain of their lives and reveal to us their journey on their way to accomplishing their dreams, like a pod diary. So with that said, for the seventh installment of My Story, I'm joined by University of California basketball player Jalen Celestine as we deep dive into his freshman year and he takes us through all the peaks and valleys of his past year, the expectations for a sophomore season, how he had to adjust to a brand new city and region in the throes of COVID, the difficulties of being a student athlete during the pandemic, how he dealt with his injury and how it affected his season both physically and mentally, and way more than that. Now, South Sharaf is available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hit the like button and the favorite button. And whichever podcast app you're listening to this from, Whatever is the highest form of giving up respect and love and, and gratitude, whether it's thumbs up or five stars, show me that love. I deserve it, damn it. And also, check out my entire catalog of my past shows on SouthShareAve.com. Once again, that's SouthShareAve.com for all of my past shows that I've been doing since 2016. This is my story on South Sharav Radio. In the pursuit of greatness, in the satisfaction of achieving all of our dreams, we all have a story to tell. Here's Jalen's. My name is Jalen Celestia, and this is my story. So you just finished your season, your freshman year at Cal, but you also started university at one of the weirdest times in the history of the planet. Um, you started your freshman year in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so take us through the process of your life where you we last left off. How hard was it for you to even get back to school? Um, going to my freshman year, I actually wasn't allowed on campus. I was not in the country with the whole COVID ban and everything. So I had to enroll into like a class that was in person at the time. Just like so I could show the border that I'm going to class in person. So I need to be there because uh, sports was supposed to be canceled at that time. Mm-hmm. And that's, wow. how I got, that's how I got into as I got to America. So what what pressure were you feeling at the moment to just to 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 make that happen? Um like at first it's cool. You get like two weeks out two weeks at home still, you know? Mm-hmm. Spend time with friends, spend time with family. But after like a month, two months, it's like damn, I wanna go. <laughs> <laughs> like I wanna go work out, I wanna go, like, you know, experience new things, go to college. So mm-hmm. um after I'd say I don't know, by like July you're like, yeah, I need to get out. Like, I, I need to find a way to go, to go to campus, really, get to but, school. But how, how close was it um, that you didn't even start the year off at Cal? Like, how close were you to, like, not even getting across to start the school year off? I think school was, like, started on, like, the 23rd or something like that. Of August. Or like, 25th of August. I got there on the 22nd. <sighs> wow. Yeah. So the visa came in, like, yeah, literally it, at the nick of time. Literally. Because I was supposed to be there, like, June 5th. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's right. That's true. Yeah, right. I was supposed to be there June 5th. So I got there August, like, 22nd or 23rd. And then, boom, we had school. What did you feel in that moment? Like, were you, like, like yo, there's, there's a chance I may be doing school online in my bedroom in Toronto? Yeah, for sure. I thought, I honestly thought I was going to end up going because there, there was, like, a bunch of problems going, like, through the whole process with it, like, getting my visa and then, no border and then the class so honestly i thought i was gonna get, end up going to school in like september probably like mid-september mm. honestly 
Okay. So it was a cool surprise. I got to go uh, at the Vargas. And that's the thing, because you, you've heard players, at least from Canada, have that situation where they had to yeah. start the year or at least miss the first semester yeah, because they couldn't get their visas and all this stuff, right? Yeah. Some of my closest friends that played the Ivy League didn't even go to school for the whole year. Wow. So they stayed here the whole they time? They stayed here the whole time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. When you, when you get to Cal, like, how was the process of getting acclimated to school? I don't know. Do you really have to get acclimated to anything because it was online? So literally wake up. Uh, wake up, brush your teeth, eat breakfast, go to class. No, I lied. Work out, come back home, shower, log into your laptop, in your bed, half asleep, go to class. Just the life environment. Like, forget basketball. So, like, just getting used to the whole environment when the area was in a lockdown. The lack of students on campus. Like, what? Like, what was that? Like, what was that like for you? Just in. It was weird because even on my visit when I first visited Cal, uh, my junior year or beginning of my senior year. Yeah, beginning of my senior year. Uh, the forest fires were going on. So nobody was on campus when I visited Cal. So literally, I've never seen Cal when it's busy. Because on my visit, the, the campus were on lockdown or like uh, classes were canceled for like the two days. When you visited the, yeah, the first time? like when I went on my official visit. And then when I got there, COVID. So literally, this oh, is wow. all I know. Like I've never seen Cal with people. <laughs> uh, so yeah. It's like I was taking, I was on Facetime my teammate, and like the freshmen are moving in, and a couple guys are are there right now still. Mm -hmm. And they say like it's busy. They show me they flip the camera on Facetime, and it's like packed. It's like whoa, that's a, that's a different that's yeah. a different feel for you. Way different feel. And, and and how was it for you getting adjusted to living on the West Coast, like just thousands of miles away from your your family and friends? Even though I know you've been yeah. you've been away for some time, like what was that? What was that like for you? Like just just adjusting to a whole new time zone, just a whole new area. The hardest thing, if, the two hardest things probably were uh, going to bed and waking up. I go to bed early. Mm. And I, I literally, I have a video on my Snapchat. Like I woke up at like four o'clock, four days in a row, like four a.m. Literally, I couldn't go back to sleep. And then, oh, texting my parents, like calling my parents. At night, like, sometimes I, like, I try to call as much as possible, so, um, like, I take the time, like, oh, it's, like, 8 o'clock, it's 9 o'clock, I'll call them at, like, 10, I call them, but, like, they call, they, like, I get a text from tomorrow in the morning, so you try to call at, like, 1 a.m., like, oh, so I have to get used to that, so now I try to call them at, like, 6, my time, mm -hmm. get it out the way, so it's not too late for them, but, yeah, those are probably two other things, the sleep schedule, and then, just like that time zone where like you were when you're free it's usually like their bedtime and when did that stop feeling that way like when did it stop becoming that time where like you got used to it like how long did it take you to to, to get your sleep pattern straight and it's the time zone thing like how long did it take you to, to get all that figured out uh the sleep schedule was uh that was longer than it should have honestly because when i get tired i'm going to bed like i'm not gonna fight to stay up so mm -hmm. If I, if I felt tired at 9 o'clock, I, if I, yeah, I was just going to go to bed. You just I, go to bed? Yeah. I'll just like, just fall asleep by watching Netflix or wake <laughs> up at 4 o'clock in my dorm room. So, yeah, that took like, probably like two weeks. At least I two weeks? Say. Yeah. Like to get fully acclimated. And then for the whole like texting my parents or calling like, like people from back on the Eastern time zone, mm -hmm. uh, at a reasonable time, that was probably like three weeks, honestly. Cause you just forget. Like, like you have practice, you have class, you will get food. You're just like hanging out a little bit. You check times like six, like it's like all right. I'm, I'm like you still chill with your teammates or whatever. 
check the time it's nine you can go to call them it's 12 o'clock every time i've gone to the west coast i've always you know you're only there for like you know a few days or yeah. like four or five days but every time i'm like ah let me go text the wife or see how the yeah. kids are doing you look at the time, you're like, oh, shit, it's like 2 o'clock over yeah, there. You're like, literally. oh, never mind. Forget it. Literally. You know, you don't even remember that it's, it's, it's three hours behind. Yeah. So, But isn't there a cool factor to that, too, though? In yeah, it is. What's the positive in, in that aspect? I don't think this makes sense because I wake up early. It feels like my days are longer. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I get more stuff done during the day. Cause like, say we have, I got to wake up at 6 for morning workouts. I'm up from, like, 6 to, like... 11. Like, I don't know. I just feel like my days are longer mm-hmm. than someone else's. So that's a positive. Uh, games you, are earlier. Do you feel like you get more done? or? Yeah, I feel like I get more done. Like, say you call. I don't know people from back home. Like, when I wake up, they wake up. Mm-hmm. But then when I'm going to bed, they've been sleeping for like three hours already. Mm-hmm. You know? Maybe I just need to get more sleep. But, <laughs> 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 but yeah. I don't know. I feel like I get more done. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then the games, like NBA games, are just earlier. Now it's something you have to adjust to. Cause like, it'll be like 6 o'clock. Or like, it'll be like, I think it's game started at like 4 or something like that. That's true. And I was just like, after practice, chilling. And I would miss a game. Cause, like, I don't think the games are coming on. But just because at a habit, I'm used to it being like 11 o'clock games. Like, those games are at 8. At late. Yeah. Yeah, so... So even after practice, you're thinking, ah, let me go eat, let me go yeah. chill out, and then all of a sudden it's, it's like halftime. Yeah, Luca already has like forty, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Obviously, you get to campus, but then um, you start training with your team. Like during all the COVID-related issues and rules, like what did it look like throughout that process? Like take us through that. Uh, obviously, every team had to deal with COVID problems, and I'm not making excuses, but I honestly think we are one of the worst. Yeah, like we were affected, like we were the worst teams affected by it because, like, my first time in the locker room was in like was after the season, so like before practice we changed off the sidelines like it was a high school. Mm. Even in high school we didn't do that. So literally like it's the AU practice we're changing on the sidelines. Uh, could get shots up after, like because the gym will be closed because I have to clean it. So you can shoot like right after practice, but say practice at four, I got class. I want to go shoot at like eight o'clock. Couldn't get in. We didn't have access. Fingerprints didn't work. Our key cards didn't work. Uh-oh. Couldn't get in the locker room. It was crazy. Cause weren't you guys training on a on an outside court too? Oh like- yeah. Uh, before I didn't really experience that because I got there a lot later. Okay. But they're on the tennis courts with no basketball on court for like three weeks or something like that. Working out like pretend, like running plays with no basketball in July. Wow. Yeah, then they're lifting. They were lifting in the batting cage because baseball was like nice enough to let us use their, their facility because mm-hmm. it's outside, like a little bit more spacious. So we used the batting cage as a weight room. And then we were on the tennis courts playing basketball, literally. So you're, so, you're basically working out at second base? Real life. That's wow. how it was. Holy so, Yeah, so we were affected a lot by kids. Other teams, and we could work out as a team. Like California itself is really strict with COVID, so yeah. Like we really like had to do. I think cohorts. They call it cohorts, like three cohorts or something like that. Mm-hmm. I never worked out with certain guys until official practice started. Really? Literally, I didn't. I didn't lift with them. I didn't touch like touch a basketball. Like I was never on the same. Like I was never on the tennis court at the same time as them. Wow. Yeah. And how do you think that? Like, like how did that help with cohesion and stuff? Like, how did that? Do you feel like that affected like? 
like yeah. just general cohesion just because other teams had that obviously every state is different so mm-hmm. there's other teams that were like practicing full-on in the summer like especially yeah. the teams in the south yeah other teams in our conference were practicing in the practicing fully and everything playing games so i mean it affected us that's not an excuse though we still we still should have had a better year mm. but that, that definitely that definitely played a part in it in our honesty and then when you're getting acclimated to, to this whole new life as a student athlete during the pandemic the california fires are, are ripping through the state what was it like going through that seeing that i know oh. i know when you went i know when you went the first time initially yeah. um that was a different situation obviously but what was it like after that like in terms of when you when you finally got there you're finally there it's not a it's not a recruiting visit you're just hearing about the fires yeah. this is this is real now like you're living it um so my visit it was it was just regular forest fire i honestly barely like i already think i saw the fire or like was any, i think the fire was like miles up mm-hmm. from camp just like safety precaution they cut off the power just in case the fire hit the lines it like went mm. through or something like that but when i got to cal it was like an apocalypse because it was like uh you know the movie like road what's it called like wave runner or road runner uh, uh i can't remember but it's like a movie where this guy's like orange oh i try to ghost rider ghost i can't remember i'm gonna find it for you right now but literally the sky was orange because like the smoke and like the the ash in the air like the cars were covered. I thought it was like dirt. It's all ash. Like the cars are covered like how we have like maybe like sprinkle snow or something right. like that. Yeah, it was ash. I was like, is this snow? Yeah, I thought it was snow. Like, is that snow on the cars? Like, Jeez. no, it's literally ash. Oh, that cheese. Yeah, so that was crazy. Was, was it like that in the morning or was it like that all the time? It was, I was only for like a day. What was the smell like? Was it smell anything? Yeah, like it smelled like smoke like, like a bonfire. Like just a constant bonfire. Yeah. Was that was that also for a day, or did that was that like for the entire time? Like no, that's for like that's for a while. I don't want to say a while, but it lasted a little long, a pretty long. Cause we were working out outside on tennis courts, so some days we couldn't even work out because it wasn't healthy air quality. Yeah. So literally, like before workouts, like guys are checking the weather app, see what the air quality's like, and wow. then we just get a text like ten minutes before, like don't like don't come in. Don't come in. Yeah, don't come in. Like it's not safe stay inside but, if you can but just the fact that like you're going places and, and it looks like the whole atmosphere looks like snow or yeah. it looks it looks like like a weird uh psychotic christmas yeah. <laughs> it's not loading but you can see that was like at, like i started taking pictures afterwards wow like, I, didn't, I didn't even think take a picture at first it's you got, not loading but you gotta send me that yeah that was a, yeah it was like orange and, and I know this happened during, um, you know, in the state before, but that had to be a lot to take in during that time, though, obviously, right? Yeah, it was weird. So it literally felt like an apocalypse because there's already nobody on campus. The air quality is bad, so a lot of people stayed, the few people we had, a lot of them stayed inside, a good percent of them stayed inside. Mm-hmm. So if you went outside, it literally felt like an apocalypse. Like you felt like a ghost town. Literally. Like um, uh, I Am Legend. You felt like literally. Will Smith and yeah, I Am Legend? actually. With his little dog. <laughs> that's literally what it felt like because yeah that's crazy were there other people around to like kind of walk you through the process or was everybody kind of going through that for the first time what process in the, terms of just because i know the year before there was a forest fire right like this no nah, i think that was the first time they seen it like that because all my teammates are posting it and stuff so mm. like even the ones that even the returners yeah so yeah it was new for everyone 
everybody experienced that on like, yeah. for the first time yeah that was my first time i was i'm pretty sure everyone's first time to see something like that because i mean the the smoke reached like in areas of canada i think it even reached like parts of ontario like the smoke really? yeah i think so i think it was that it was that far reaching which is crazy yeah which is crazy and it seems like almost every year they have a they have a forest fire which yeah. isn't good i know i remember a few years ago going to napa going to napa valley and we we went through you know went through a little bit of uh some of the tours like some, some of the wine yeah, tours, the wine tours yeah. but they were showing us areas that the forest fires a year before took out yeah and it's like hundreds of millions of dollars of damage right because it's an it's a whole industry in itself right so like you're seeing like some of those um vineyards and stuff just burnt out yeah. and you're like this this is like one of the most supreme locations on earth in terms yeah. of you know like wine tasting and vineyards and everything else it's like it's world renowned yeah and and you're seeing it like just charred you know that was that was weird even for me like just like that was a few years ago yeah. so i can't imagine what other damage might have sustained after that you know yeah that's crazy now what was it like going through online classes for that length of time because you've been basically doing online classes since march of 2020 right that was what end of my cd right yeah, yeah. from high school yeah. right yeah so um so take us through because i mean i'm not in school so take us take us through like what is it like what what is it like for you going through classes every day and trying to stay focused well it's honestly impossible if you don't have like an up-to-date device to use so if you have bad wi-fi or your laptop's a little older and it starts freezing you're not gonna focus because it's already hard enough to focus for what, like six hours on a laptop, listening to a bunch of your teachers talk. Yeah. Or like your phone's there, you're like people's dogs in the back, there's little siblings in there, noise in the house, you know? Mm-hmm. And then your Wi-Fi freezes for three seconds. You, you just dis- missed. You, yeah, you're disengaged, you missed something, it froze, you gotta leave and come back. And sometimes teacher doesn't realize you, you left, so you're waiting to be accepted to Zoom again. You're just sitting there just waiting. You ask a question to the teacher, the teachers are, are new to Zoom too, so they don't even like really know how to see your question mm-hmm. at this point. So you ask a question, they're not even answering it. Yeah, because they're not trained to yeah, like they're, they're not, not tech yeah, they're not, not tech fault. guys, right? Yeah. yeah, it's not their fault. It, it was just weird, and then have to do whole. So literally, you're just in front of your laptop the whole time. And then if you do have a new device, everyone's laptop is like an iPhone at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so people are doing work and they get text messages. It goes to their laptop. They can see it. They can see it. FaceTime calls. They have YouTube going on in the background, watching Netflix. So it's very easy to, to, to just get distracted. distracted. For sure. Mm. I forgot what it feels like to go to class. Like sit down and go to class. And just be amongst other students and yeah. stuff. And that's another thing. You don't get to connect with anyone really. Man. It's just. Yeah. I guess that's part of like the post apocalyptic world that we're living in right now. Yeah. You just. There's no connection, right? Literally. That's all you see on Zoom is just like my initial J. This is a J, like a J icon. Mm-hmm. It gives up like a C icon. And that's it. And if I and when our cameras are off, that's all we're seeing. And eighty percent of the time, your camera's off. Yeah, because it's a big lecture. Class starts at eight o'clock. People wake up. Okay, I count. Class starts at eight, but you're not late until eight. They don't start teaching till eight ten. So you have that ten minute window. So you leave people wake up at like eight o five. It'll six. Just roll out of bed and turn on the computer. Just roll over, grab the laptop, log in, turn the camera off, go back to bed. It's it's, it's easy to be disengaged during this time, though. Yeah. I think it's hard for all students, though. Yeah, to be honest, exactly. it's hard for everybody. You can't blame them. You can't blame students that do that. Some people just need to be in the classroom to really focus. Yeah, at their house. 
And then the thing too, because of the school that you're at, I mean, it's it's you know academically, it's it's on a high level too, right? Yeah. So, like for you, that's like they're not dropping the standard. No, that's. I, a- I'll be honest. The teachers gave a lot more grace than I expected. Okay. Yeah, because even uh, I had like two COVID shutdowns myself. Like I tested positive twice, I think, for COVID. Okay. But they're both fault. They're both fault. They're both fault positives. Yeah. But I had to go to the quarantine dorms. Mm. I tested positive like four times. Really? Yeah. They're all, they're all, all false, false positives. positives though. But every time I have to quarantine, except like the last two, I think, or the last one I didn't have to quarantine because like my housing situation changed. But when I had, when I had to quarantine beginning of the year, I had to leave my like my the nicest dorm on campus, like the nicest like uh, on campus housing place, mm-hmm. dorm for freshmen, Blackwell, and they moved me to Foothill, which is by the foot like up the hill, top of the football stadium, by the football stadium in the hills. Horrible Wi, like no Wi Fi. Uh, and you still expected to yeah like some teachers still want you to join class like I, I literally can't like I can't and you're not gonna join you're not gonna join a lecture a two hour lecture on your phone yeah and you can't even do that because you don't even have service like you don't that have the service so literally it's like you're just stuck so I, at one point I had my teammate email my I sent my teammate my perfect like two professors emails and I sent the email, like I sent a big text to him, and he emailed them on my behalf. On your behalf. Said like I physically just can't join class, and I was like, for like I was there for like six days the first time, like four days the next time. I had to go there. Uh, one time I before when I started playing, like serious, and then I started starting a couple games. But mm-hmm. we played Oregon State, and I was supposed to start, and then like two days before the game, boom, COVID shut down. Mm-hmm. So I missed the whole scout. Oh wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So that messed me. That, that messed me up. So each time you had to quarantine, it was even though it was false positive, you still had to quarantine yeah, for like yeah, at least a week. Because it was false positive, so I take the test. We take the rapid test, false positive, and then what's the process? False positive. You get a call like an hour. If you see our trainer, Coach <laughs> Barry, you see Barry Parsons calling you mm-hmm. an hour at like eight a.m. It's like oh, not good. So boom, you get the call. You know, you go, you test a positive. You like, do you have any symptoms? You're like, no. For me, they don't want freshmen, so I'm in like housing with other students. Mm-hmm. So I'm obligated to leave and go to the quarantine dorms. So my other teammates tested positive that are older. It was a false positive. They got to stay in their house. Mm-hmm. They're just them and another teammate. And right. both teammates had to quarantine. Yeah. Because it's me, I had to leave like the whole building. The whole itself. building. So first, like three times, that's what I had to do. Jeez. That's crazy. Yeah. Did you have to also do your own self testing too, like in terms of testing every day, like get to test yourself, right? Like, did oh you do- yeah, every day we had to, I had to get tests every day. So Except for like sun, I think it was like like six times a week. Sometimes I think I think it ended up being seven because because like on one day we had to get tested twice. We had to get rapid tests, or it may have been eight times a week. Wow. Because it was like six times PCR, or not PCR, rapid test, and the PCR test is like the more reliable one. I think we had to do that twice a week. So did you have to keep? Did you have to do it yourself? Yeah, we had to yeah, stick the yeah. thing up Self, your yeah, self-administered. So we had to stick it up our own nose. Oh boy, yeah. Did you get used to it, or was it just something yeah. you never got used to? No, it's numb. I'm numb to it now. <laughs> honestly, the, uh, when I crossed the border, though, though their COVID test swabs are a lot thinner. Mm. So that one, like, it tickles. It makes you want to sneeze more. Yeah. The other, the ones that cow are thicker. So honestly, I'm numb. At first, it bothered. At first, I used to like my eyes used to water. Mm-hmm. This is like sneeze, make but, faces. But, but now your nasal cavity is just fried, so you're okay. Literally. <laughs> Wake up. We have to, my COVID test was before class. 
So even though class was online, on paper, it says class is at eight, but class is recorded, pre-recorded. So I could join class anytime I want, mm-hmm. but my COVID test schedule is for 7.30 a.m. So I'm really waking up at 7.30, half asleep, nostril, nostril, head back, walk back home. What was campus like for you during the past year? Now, normally it would be buzzing with students, as you mentioned before, especially during a normal school year, much less like a, a monster size like the University of California, you know, from all the, the popular areas, you know, to the restaurants, to the frat parties, checking out sporting events like the big football games. And plus, you're living in the Bay Area, so there, there's got to be like a bunch of different things to explore and just get into. But like, obviously, everything last year changed. Now... How different was everything from what you were expecting? Um, going into college, I didn't really expect much because I knew COVID. But mm-hmm. like, if you asked me when I first signed in like November twenty what nineteen nineteen yeah twenty nineteen when I first signed, yeah, it's completely different. <laughs> the only positive thing was that you didn't really have to wait in lines for food. Yeah, because <laughs> that it literally like there was no traffic on the street. Like some of my teammates drive. Mm-hmm. So we just like drive, like it was up the street, but you don't want to walk after a long practice, or, like yeah. a five day road trip or something. So you just get in the car and go up the street. Like now it's just easier to walk because mm-hmm. there's just so much traffic. Mm. It is crazy built up. Like now. It's yeah, built, yeah, yeah, now. So. Yeah. But during the year, it was still, it was just like those, year, those it was ghost town yeah. like So like there's like on like a Friday night, you may like Friday, Saturday night, you may get people from like outside of campus too they come to like there's some good food there's some solid food spots out there mm-hmm. like right on campus so a couple of people that aren't students like at night when you see them you see like families go or like guys go like whatever girls go mm-hmm. so like certain restaurants like this like a strip we have on durant where people with durant street there's a bunch of food spots but other like if you go on like a wednesday or a tuesday monday empty 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 you leave at eight o'clock and you really think it's like 5 a.m. Like it's, it's empty. What's your favorite restaurant that you got into this year? Uh, it switches because I don't know because the day was like so repetitive. Like every day was the same. I got caught up eating the same food every day. Mm. So like I would get tired of a restaurant and like switch. Mm. So like after, when I first got there, uh, what was I eating? I can't remember. When I first got there, I think I was eating Chipotle. They put money on, a, on like an app for us so we could get Chipotle yeah. for free in this quote unquote for free in a sense but mm. it's a part of like the package yeah yeah uh, i'd say it's a meal card yeah but then after chipotle there's like another like a i get chipotle, i get bowls from chipotle then there's like a mexican spot i get burritos mm-hmm. and then i went to a pasta spot pretty often called pasta bene uh well you got dr uh, middle eastern food red radio food dr that's about that uh, where else do I go to eat? Jamba Juice smoothie spot, sandwich spot, Ike's. There's a, I think it's there's an Asian uh, fusion cuisine restaurant called Koji Kitchen. Yes, but that's like, the main spots where I'd eat, honestly. So like, after a while, you get repetitive, so you start learning how to cook. Mm. I start learning how to cook some things. So that's week. not a bad thing. Yeah, buy grocery stuff. I cook for like three days, buy food four days, so or however, or however the days add up. What, what's your go-to meal that you're cooking right now? Salmon. Salmon? Oh, yeah. so, look at you. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, my teammate, uh, my older roommate, uh, Monty, used to make lasagna. Mm. He, used really, so he taught me how to make lasagna. So I mean, we used to make lasagna, or he used to make, I used to help a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like now, I, I make salmon. So who were the guys that, that showed you the ropes when you got there? 
honestly, everyone that was there, but honestly, every single person. Cause I think I was the last person there. No, oh, okay, okay. Like I was one of the last people there. Think they get on campus, especially I was. There's only there's only two new. Wait, how many new guys? Four new guys. Monty, Ryan, Kale, and me. And they were all there before me. Mm. So they like knew more about Cal. Like they knew where, like certain places where they knew where Haas Pavilion. Like they knew certain places where. So when I got there, I was just asking anyone I saw help. Mm. So honestly, everyone was helping me out at first. Now, because of your injury last year, this was your, your first season that you played in the year. Um, what was it like just simply getting back on the court? Like, and actually getting ready to play like real games? That was hard because even when I came to Cal, I wasn't 100% yet. So, because mm. like COVID, I, I wasn't able to get rehab for like the whole year. You're supposed to get to Toronto, how like, yeah. it was all shut down. So, it was hard. Mm. It was hard. Like, I, there was one point where I didn't even practice like three days straight for like a month or something like that. Really? I can't remember the exact day. I can't exact like, so someone's listening to this. It may not have been a month, but it felt like a month. Mm. Like, I didn't go like three days in a row practicing. Like, I'll go hard one day, and I'll go like light kind of hard, and like just ride the stationary bike the whole practice, and then just repeat that. This is when we're playing games. I didn't even practice enough to play. Like, I personally don't even feel comfortable. I, per- at one point, I didn't even really feel comfortable on the court, because I already did play for a whole year. Yeah. And then I'm coming back, so I barely practicing. And then you're I'm still nursing your your injury, yeah. which was your shin. You had um, fractures in your shin. Exactly. Right? So, so it was a mess at first. Then it got to a point. I think it was like December. I want to say where I started getting like consistently, like a, a consistent amount of practices in. Mm. And then January, I think that's when I like, if I'm not mistaken, that's when I started playing like conference play. I started actually playing and then getting a few more minutes later on towards the year. Now, I know you had your up and down moments and stuff, but like during those down moments, what did you learn about yourself? I didn't even learn anything about myself because I had to do it the year before. Mm. Like the year before was worse, in my opinion. Yeah. Because this year I was still able to walk. That's true. Like last year I was on crutches and a boot for the whole year. From like October to like April, I was on crutches and a boot, 2019, 2020. Oh wow! Yeah, so yeah, so at least this time you're at least yeah. at least being active and you're at least still playing. Literally, so it could it was a lot. Yeah, it could have been worse. Now, what would you say are some of your best moments during the year? Uh, the first probably best moment was when we had like a team scrimmage. I was able to play. Like I was on bit restriction, but like in the team like uh team scrimmage or whatever, mm-hmm. but. That was probably a good moment for me. That was probably the first where I actually like smiled. I was like, "Damn, like I actually just played." Mm. And I didn't even. I don't think I. I think I have any, like three points in the scrimmage. Yeah, like I didn't even do anything crazy. But you're just happy just to I be was back just on the court. So just, was, yeah, so that was ha- that was a good moment. And then obviously when I started playing. Uh, I was lucky enough to get playing time when we played against Washington. Mm-hmm. So that was a good moment. I feel like I helped because we won that game. Yeah. Uh, Colorado was a cool game. And we'll get to that, but the first game that you went out there, like, how did you feel? And then I think your first, the first basket you had was a dunk, right? Yeah, my birthday or the day before my birthday. Mm. Yeah, uh, I felt weird. Like, you didn't feel right, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't start feeling right. Like, I didn't start feeling like a basketball player until later on in the year, and then I didn't start feeling like Jalen until even later. Mm. 
You know? So there was a process. You felt like out of your body. Yeah. Then you kind of felt like a basketball player. Yeah. And then you felt like you. So when when would you say you felt like you? Conference tournament? After the season. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, because there was a point where, like, even though, like, I was hurt, I still want to play. Mm-hmm. So that when I actually when I was, when I was able, when I was physically able to play and practice, I was just going to get thrown into the games. Yeah. Because I haven't proven anything. Right? Mm-hmm. So... You just got to do the things that coach wants you to do to, like, to, to stay on the court. So I started playing defense. But like, I only focus on defense the most. Make sure I can guard. I don't know if I can play defense. I can get on the court somehow. Earn some minutes. It's probably a good thing, though. I think it probably helped you because you, you defended really well during this year. Yeah, it helped me a lot. Uh, I mean, like, it gave me confidence, too. Because mm-hmm. the Pac-12 played against like NBA talent almost every game. Yeah. Almost every game. He plays NBA talent every game. So, that gave me confidence. It started off with playing defense, I'd say. Okay. And then the offense kind of, because the offensive rhythm, I was just like out of it. Mm-hmm. Like shooting, I probably, like, I don't think I hit one shot off the dribble. I think I hit one three off the, like, right dribbled it first. Yeah. All my shots are catch and shoot. Now, what was it like playing in the Pac-10 conference, especially against some of the bigger schools like a UCLA or an Oregon, for example? It was cool, because... Uh, you see on TV, so even though I'm at that moment now, it's still my first time there. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was cool to experience the different uh, facilities. Uh, it was cool to travel, see what it's about. But once you're there, it's not as like when you're a kid, it's like wow, that's cow, that's Hoss Pavilion, mm-hmm. like wow, like I want to like step in there. Like, now it's just like practice. Uh, it's just like a home now, you know? Mm-hmm. So the same gyms I used to like see on TV, be like, wow, that's a cool gym. That gym seats so many people. Yeah. It's just regular now, it's honestly. This is the regular. It's yeah. like, like any anything else, basically. Yeah, playing against like the big schools is it's just a school that now, you know? When mm-hmm. you're a kid, it's like, wow, that's so and so. That's so and so. Now it's just. Now it's just whatever. Competition. You're used to it. You're, you're yeah. blended into it now, so that's yeah, why. Exactly. Now, what was it like playing in front of empty arenas, having no fans to feed off of? It was weird because they had fake noises going at one point. So I remember one time, like we hit a shot. This is before I started playing game like minutes. I was healthy. I just wasn't getting playing time at the time. I remember I used to sit behind Coach Fox, like the way like our seats were. Yeah, it was separated. Yeah, so I used to sit behind like like two seats behind Coach Fox, and then he was like yelling at the scoreboard people. Not yelling, but telling the scoreboard people like turn the sound up. Like we need to get it louder here. Mm-hmm. It was just like I just had to take that. Like this is crazy, and then like you see like, like the they're just turning guy, up the volume. Yeah, tech guy like pressing, pressing and turning knobs and stuff, turning up the volume. It's like so it was weird because you need the emotion to feed off. Of. Yeah, but like when we played, some schools had a little bit of fans. We played against Arizona State, and those fans there, I heard them a little bit. But when you start playing, you don't really feel it unless like you hit a big shot. Mm. But, like, during the game, you honestly don't hear it regardless. Because we had fans at the Arizona State game, and I didn't hear them until I, I was on the bench. Wow. Yeah, so when, you, when I'm in the game, I barely hear it. Maybe that's because there's only, like, 25 people or something yeah. like that. However many people <laughs> that were in the crowd. But, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It's probably going to be a lot different now because it's probably going to be packed and sold out because mm-hmm. people have been well, at home for, what, two years now? Yeah, so about. They, they can't wait to get out. So, yeah, I, I'm a, I already know they're going to be crazy to come out. Even though you didn't you didn't play in front of fans, what was the environment like for the Pac-12 tournament? Did it feel any different, or was it kind of the same? Pac-12 tournament, uh, Vegas. In Vegas, right? Those fans there, 
packed on tournament those fans there i didn't really play that much against stanford so i didn't really play much against Stan i played a lot against colorado i didn't play much against stanford mm. uh and i heard the crowd against stanford you really wanted to play against them yeah we want to play against it because it's like a rivalry game yeah you know across the bay so and right. y'all beat them too yeah we did we, yeah we finally beat them so and that was that was yeah, good that was a good feeling and then we played colorado the next day so yeah the pack 12 tournament was pretty cool because we we felt the fans a little bit more the fan presence a lot of people have family there mm-hmm. so it was nice um you couldn't see your family after the game though so that kind of sucked but um it was cool for sure now what was your best game the Colorado game. Colorado game. At home. Yeah. Regular season, right? Pardon? Regular season? Yeah, regular season okay. Colorado. The second time we played Colorado. They they beat us the first. They got us at, at their place, then we got them at theirs. Uh, at ours, sorry. Yeah, because that that was your best all around game. I think you had like 13, 14 points, but you it was kind of like a coming out party for you, but then on top of that, you you actually you locked down the at least he was a candidate for for the Pac-10 Player of the Year. Oh yeah, McKinley Wright. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I think it started off supposed to be guard uh, one of the wings. Just matchup wise, I'm taller, so we said like, why not try switching it up? Like try putting someone bigger on him. Mm-hmm. And then I just went. I just used my length. So he's a, he's a lot quicker than me. Yeah. But if I just give him a little bit of space, I can contest a jump shot because I have long arms. Especially because I'm like what six seven with like long arms. Mm-hmm. He's I'm not sure. He's like six foot. Yeah. So I can cover can a lot make more. Up the difference. Yeah, exactly. So I just give him space to try to move my feet and really just help my let my bigs help me. So if he gets the first step, my bigs just step up quick, help cut the lane off, and then just go for there and play defense. I got a lot of help uh, from my teammates. Mm-hmm. So that was a team effort for sure. But it felt that it feel like a sense of relief or just like was happiness where you just like. I was happy because we were. They're supposed to be one of the best teams. Well, they are. They were one of they the were. best teams. Yeah, they were one of the best teams in the conference. So they're ranked in the in nationally, actually, weren't they? I think so. They yeah, bit, they were so. top twenty-five. Yeah, for so sure. it was a, it was a good win. It was a good team. It was at home. It was much needed. So I was able to hit a couple of shots and play some defense to help us win. So it's always a good feeling. Now I know you had the same nagging injury throughout the year, but what was it like for you to f- like to find out eventually that you had to get surgery to repair the problem? I kind of knew from before because I felt the pain in my shit again, mm. and this is when like we just started working. Like I was doing the most basic workouts because they're like at Cal, they're very like cautious. Like, they really care about me, so like they weren't pushing me either. So when, when I started feeling the leg pain, I was really doing like stationary shooting. Yeah stationary ball handling i'm barely moving yeah. i don't think i started off not jumping when i first got back from like the packed out tournaments like early march yeah early march we had like two weeks off i came back they didn't even have me jumping on my shot they just want to like just re-strengthen everything mm-hmm. and then like the second day or something like that i started feeling it on my leg i was like holy like something's we, something yeah, going on and we saw the what the head doctors at cal and then she said uh she may think it's like a stress fracture and i already thought it was and then she said that without even like getting the x-ray done so i was like yeah it's it is what it is and she suggested surgery if it is so i already had it in my head that i was getting surgeries but i was still working out i was in a boot before cause my surgery was like a month and a half after the fact mm. so i was on a boot working out still still yeah getting shots up like not jumping obviously stationary shooting mm-hmm. ball handling working on my right hand we worked on my right hand a lot this off season good so yeah now how's your rehab coming along what is it consisting of 
rehab process is a lot better now. Before it was, it started off with me not doing any exercises. Mm-hmm. And them just like, them like moving my foot or them like doing certain things. And then like it progresses to like me doing like real life exercise, like me squatting, me doing like lunges, me doing certain things. So once you start not needing the trainer as much, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. that's when you know like you're getting somewhere. So like before like, I get in the rehab room, I just sit there, wait for him. On the ta- I get in the trainer, just sit, uh, sit on the table and just like wait for him. He, gotta, he has to like massage it or something. Uh, do the grass thing, and then now it's like, so like go get the bands. I gotta go do my band exercises. Like he mm. still does his manual work, obviously, but yeah, it's a lot different now. So it's going well. I'm in the weight room now, working on my legs. So, how have you improved this off season on and off the court? Like just as a player, and and just as a person, like in this in this last since this off season. Uh, physically, my right hand has gotten a lot better I feel like uh yeah my right hand's gotten a lot better my shot is I'll probably say I'm working system mechanics every time yeah cause like I have a good enough jump shot just that sometimes you get not lazy but you just forget like certain things you just like drop your hand too fast like now if I take a jump shot like six times mm-hmm. like all six look the same or I'm trying to get to the point where all six look exactly the same yeah um and my ball handling is getting back to where it was before I got hurt the first time Going into, uh, going into my senior year mm-hmm. so that's like I'm starting to feel more like myself basketball wise and then uh, mentally just getting more mature if you ask my coaches I had a couple slip ups mm-hmm. uh, this summer but yeah just getting more mature just taking taking everything that's happened is like a lesson and just learning from it you know mm-hmm. uh, what was your favorite class this year even though it was all online did you even have one uh, I really like college writing the professor really cares about you in that class. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, professor really cares about you in that class. So college writing was really nice. Uh, business was cool because something that like I, I have interest in. So it's learning about something you have interest in is kind of cool. African ring studies class was cool. Sociology was I like sociology because you learn about like people's minds, like how people think, how people act in the social world. Mm-hmm. Now, what are your goals for this year in the classroom? And like, what are your life goals? Like, what measures are you looking to? Just are you looking at just to improve yourself? Like, just yeah, just another classroom. Yeah, just improve myself in the classroom. Uh, get honor rolls. I'm not really good with the the conversion, like the the four point oh conversion, like the three point five, whatever. But mm-hmm. just get a good three point something, like whatever. Yeah, I think a it's like grade. at least three point two and up. I think, yeah, right? like do whatever, get a good grade, get honors. Uh, just be a good student, be an example in the classroom kind of thing. When, and what are your goals that you want to accomplish uh, this season, like on the court? Uh, win. Win? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're going to win. Uh, Rice Madness, win some games. We were competitive last year. Yeah. Like all our games are, for the most part, they're all competitive. We just... Within, get within over, 10 points. Within yeah. single digits most of the time. Yeah, uh-huh. so we should get over that hump. So we're going to try to get over that little mountain this year, win some games, be above 500, go to the tournament, mm-hmm. try to get a little run. So, and, and how much are you looking forward to just having a normal school year for the first time in 18 months, especially with some of the restrictions being removed in the Bay Area overall? Uh, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm actually excited for mm-hmm. school. <laughs> like, to be in person, just... Just like just walk to class. Like I know eventually I'm gonna get tired of it. Mm-hmm. Because I haven't done it 
in, in like you said, 18 months. After practice, showering, eating, and walking to class. Like, like, that feels so like relieving to me. Like seeing people outside. Yeah. You know, like going into a lecture hall and like sitting around like new people, like meeting new people, like building relationships with other people. Yeah. Like, you don't know, that could be your best friend, that could be a business partner. It's true. Yeah, you could, could be, be a lifelong friendship. Yeah, literally, you could be one of your best friends, like you're one of your, like a best man at your wedding or something like that in your lecture hall. So, it's a yeah. great point. Just like being the people, building relationships, but at the same time, just having like a normal life. Yeah, I wear a mask all the time. I always have to wear a mask, but yeah, I just came back to a normal life. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited for that. All right, and anybody you want to shout out before? Uh, uh, before shout you go, out to, shout out to everyone. The GTA that's supporting in New York that's supporting North Carolina that's supporting in California. You have a good one this year. This guy full of area codes. <laughs> in this guy, what's that? Uh, <laughs> I can't remember New York. I have a 929 Sound like an old ludicrous song. That's what it <laughs> sound like right now. Peace 32's out. It's Joe Slessies. It's my story. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of My Story. And I'd like to take this time to thank Jalen for taking time out of his day when he was in town from Cal Berkeley to share his story. We send nothing but positive vibes as he embarks on his second season at Cal and in having a super successful year in and out of the classroom as well as great health. And we're going to be continuing to track his journey to success. His basketball season begins November 1st against Cal State LA, so stay tuned for that. Thank you once again for lending me your ears to check out the latest installment of my story. Stay tuned for the next installment at the beginning of the next year during the first quarter. A new episode of the Av Podcast will be out next week, next Friday to be exact. Uh, we got some interesting episodes coming up. Soon we'll be doing the annual NBA season preview of the Eastern and Western Conference. Plus, I'm going to add a third segment to that before the season starts. Also, in light of the last season of, let's face it, a great show, a great show within the culture. I'm going to have post-show breakdowns on every episode of Insecure. I'm going to be rotating different guests throughout that period. The last episode begins in October, plus much more. I'm 60-40 on doing a season finale breakdown also on uh, Billions later this fall. Plus, I'm going to be doing a new season of The Stoop towards the end of the year, so stay tuned for all of it. Uh, once again, hit the like button, the favorite button, and check out SalShirav.com for the ability to deep dive into my entire catalog of podcast shows. Uh, once again, that's SalShirav.com. Thank you for listening to the latest installment of my story on South Sharav Radio. My name is Kyle C. Please take care and enjoy the rest of the week. Peace.